Hey y'all, I'm Allie Spears, and this is Ag Chicks, where we dig deep with the women who are helping to feed the world. I am excited to have another awesome guest today and obviously have another episode of Ag Chicks. Um, but today I am sitting down with Jesse Jarvis, and I cannot wait to get into all of the things um, as far as your background and your businesses and all of that. So Jesse, if you would not mind starting off by kind of telling us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So I am Jesse Jarvis, as mentioned. Um, I am a third generation rancher. We live in Southern Idaho. And then I also am the founder of a company called Up the West, which is a jobs and resource platform specifically for the ag and Western industry. So what we do, uh, companies who are looking to hire in ag or Western industries post their jobs with us. And then we go ahead and market those positions out to our various networks of job seekers, all of whom, or a high majority of who have an interest or an appreciation for ag and Western. So we're ensuring that those jobs are basically being seen by the right people or the people that somebody is ideally trying to hire. So that um, is kind of a little bit about me. I, we have two kids, um, a little boy and a girl, they're four and one. So they definitely keep us active. (laughs) Um, And I am very, very lucky where I live on my family's ranch. So I'm the third generation um, and I get to ranch alongside my husband and my family. um, And then I also work from home. So I am able to be fully immersed in ag and Western lifestyle, um, regardless of of what it is that I am doing that day, whether I'm out on the ranch or I'm in my office, I still get to live... um, a really, really like authentic Western ag life. So that is a little bit about me. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's so awesome. Um, you know, the different people I talk to, there's some people who are just getting into agriculture and then there's some that are the generational side as well. So for you, did you kind of always know you wanted to be a part of your family operation and continuing that on or kind of what got you to the, this point of now, I guess? Yeah, absolutely. So when I graduated from high school, I had no intention of coming back. I wanted to be an anesthesiologist. That was my thing. I wanted to go be a doctor. And then maybe when I was like 50 or 60, I'd come back, right? Um, But six weeks into college, I decided that I really missed agriculture. And a lot of that was due to the fact that I went to a liberal arts college. So um, it was very, very small, which was wonderful. And I went there for that purpose, just because I came from a very small school. And so I didn't want to go Um, From that to then a big university where I was one of thousands, right? Um, I think our college class, I had 200 kids in my college. Oh, wow. Awesome. So so it was really small, tight-knit community, but I was one of very, very few people who came from an ag background. And it was a, it was a really good experience because I saw a different way of how the world worked or people who had different Um, impressions or thoughts about agriculture compared to mine coming from it versus just hearing about it. Uh, But at the same time, that reminded me that I wanted to get back into ag just because the people in agriculture are one of a kind. Um, What we do and the impact that we make is so incredibly important. So at that time, I knew that transferring schools was not necessarily in my cards because the school that I went to was a private college and it's difficult to transfer colleges as it is, let alone when you go from public to private and back and forth. So I changed my degree from uh, a medical emphasis to 
a business emphasis. So I ended up getting a degree in business management with an accounting minor. And I figured that I would go to uh, get my master's and I would just focus on in ag business at that point um, because I had enough agriculture experience growing up on a farm and ranch as it was. So I didn't think that um, I was going to do myself any disservice by not having gone to an ag school. And then I, right out of college, I got an internship where I worked part-time for the Idaho Beef Council. And the other half of my day, I spent with the Idaho Cattle Association. So it was a really great um, immersion into what those two very, very different organizations do. One is on, more on the policy side of things. And then the other one is more on the beef marketing side of things. And the two definitely don't overlap. They are, um, there is definitely like a black and white. There is no gray area there, but it was really, really great to be able to see um, how those two really important organizations work, um, not just in our state, but nationwide. And then at the end of that summer, I actually got a job offer from the Cattle Association. So I stuck around and I got a full-time job. And that was in 2012. So it was right at the end of the big recession and nobody had jobs going out of college. And so I thought, man, if like I have a full-time job offer, I'm going to take this. I don't, I don't necessarily need to know or go find out what else is out there because right now I know the pickings are pretty slim. So I was the director of communications for the Idaho Cattle Association. And I spent three years there. Um, and at the reason that I wanted to go somewhere else because at that time there were only three people in that office and I was ready to kind of move up the ladder. But the only other opportunity there was my boss's role and he wasn't going anywhere anytime soon. So I thought I better go out and kind of explore what else is out there just because I think that this is a good opportunity. Like I've mastered kind of what it is that I get to do now and I want to go try something else. But at that same time, my mom had some really serious back issues and that impacted her ability to work on the ranch. And so my family was looking at hiring another full-time person to fill that void. And I, in my mind, in my perfect world, I would have gone off and worked at another livestock or Western related job for probably another 10 years. And then now in my thirties would have came back to the ranch. But I also saw the importance of being able to ranch alongside my parents Mm -hmm. and being able to see the day to day and truly learn from them versus being put in a position where something happens and you're forced to come home and you have no expectation or no knowledge of what happens every day. So I moved home in 2013 and I have been on the ranch ever since. Okay. So no, I'm glad you mentioned that last part about having the opportunity to work alongside your parents as an adult and kind of get that perspective because I just had a, a situation where I grew up on a ranch, our family's operation, you know, think I've seen things done a thousand times. I know what I'm doing. Well, it's a lot different when you're adult and you're the one you're having to make the decisions. And so having to be able to kind of learn from them in that time of your life, I think is, is really important. So, um, I'm glad you touched on that for sure. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that, um, when you are raised on a ranch or a farm or any, any kind of a business, right. You think, okay, well, because I've done this for 18 years, I know exactly what happens, but in reality, you have to go to school. So five days out of the week, you're not on the ranch. You're there for two full days, Saturday and Sunday. Right. And then three months out of the year when it's summer vacation. 
So that's probably less than a part-time job. Right. So we have less experience than we think we all have. And when you are thrown back into it, um, even I remember, so I would have been, I think 24 when I came home, 23, 24. And I remember there were things that I like, oh, I've been there before out on the desert when we were moving cows, but I hadn't just because like I've been out there moving cows with my parents thousands of times, but this was a, like a draw that I had never been up or things like that. Right. Which that's more of a metaphor of we, we've done it from the bigger view, but the actual, like in the trenches day to day, the nitty gritty right. stuff you haven't done. Um, and I'm very blessed that we've been able to be here now for close to 10 years working with my parents um, in an effort to kind of take this over, but being able to learn from them because when that transition happens, it can be a very, very seamless one just because we've had so much experience here right. with them, which is a really good, a, a very blessed opportunity for us for sure. Right. And speaking of transitions, so you guys are on your kind of um, family operation and you work side by side with your, your family, obviously, but how did your husband kind of come into that and the transition, I guess, with adding him in? How was that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, as far as my husband working with my parents, that could not have gone smoother. Um, I am an only child. I think that probably helps just because if I had brothers, um, you know, my husband versus my brothers, right. my parents are wonderful, but I know in a lot of other situations, the two aren't necessarily seen as equals, right? You're seen mm -hmm. as children or in-laws. Right. Um, my fam or my husband, he comes from uh, a ranch as well. It's in the same county and his family's operation has been around for more than a hundred years. Oh, wow. So he has a lot of experience that he was able to bring to the table in that, um, which has been really, really helpful. And we are able to go help his family kind of as needed, which is nice that we're able to be involved in both operations in some way. Um, it just made more sense for us to work here be with me being an only child. If we didn't come back, what was going to happen to our ranch um, versus my husband's family, there are a lot of them. So the work can be spread a bit more evenly. We didn't have that opportunity here. So that's one of the reasons that we made our decision to come here just to continue that on. Yeah, no, and that, that makes total sense. And I guess what I was kind of thinking along those lines is a lot of times people think of, oh, you get married and you move to, if they're in the cattle business, you move to their operation. So I think it's unique in the fact that it's, it's your family. And I think that's really cool and something cool for your family continuing and that they get to see how things are done on your side of the family, but then also your husband's side of the family as well, in terms of just differences and similarities and how cattle are raised really in the, in the grand scope of things. No, I completely agree with that. So I kind of want to jump forward though into of the West because that is something when I saw it, I was like, this is incredible. This is like exactly what has been missing for the industry as far as, you know, you can go on Indeed or all these other things, but you type in agriculture job and you get, you know, uh, all these crazy things that you're like, that does not even have anything to do with agriculture. And that's not what I'm looking for. So when I found your platform and kind of was digging in a little bit deeper, I was like, this is incredible. So can you tell us a little bit about kind of where that idea even came from to start? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first off, thank you for all those kind words. I truly appreciate hearing those. Um, the idea of, of the West came about, it would have been in the beginning of 2020. 
And my husband and I have always been people who are, I wouldn't say well connected within the industry, but we have numerous touch points within the industry. Um, we both grew up on ranches. My husband had involvement um, showing cattle. So he's done stock show stuff. We both rodeo. Um, I have an interest in Western fashion, right? So we have all of these different kind of pools that we have a foot in. And my husband and I consistently get calls from people saying, hey, I know of somebody who is looking for a job. Do you know of anything? Or, hey, I'm looking to hire. Do you know of somebody who would be a good fit? And we either have a lot of people who are looking for jobs in our minds or a lot of people who are hiring, but never can make like the perfect connection. It's like matchmaking, right? You have a lot of eligible bachelors or a lot of eligible ladies, but never the two that are like, oh, those are the perfect fit. But at one time in, and I think it was March of 2020, I remember that I specifically got three calls in one week from people looking for jobs or looking to hire somebody. And I thought to myself, if I'm getting this amount of calls in such a short time period, especially in a time where the world was in such a, like a disarray, I thought there has to be a bigger need out there. And so I did some research and I couldn't really find anything as far as a jobs platform for um, ag or Western industries. And I knew that it was a big undertaking and I didn't know that it was something that like, I thought, okay, that's a good idea, but is it an idea that I really want to fully dedicate myself to or jump all in? Right. And I sat on it for a couple of months before, um, like, I just couldn't get it out of my head. Right. I thought, man, this is something that I, I can see how this could really benefit the ag industries and kind of take them to the next level, especially with what all the things that we're facing right now. It seems that um, our industries are getting a little bit smaller and smaller every day, which I don't know if that's true or not, but we all kind of feel that crunch. And people who appreciate our industries seem that amount of people seems to be getting smaller and smaller every day too. So at some point, how are we going to be able to find the right people to work in our industries? That was a question that I kind of kept coming back to. So finally, in June of 2020, I pulled the trigger um, and I talked to some friends of mine who are web designers because I knew that that piece of the puzzle was going to be the largest, right? I had this great idea, but I didn't necessarily know how to physically build it out. Um, And so it took us about six months to get, I would say, our minimum viable product up to where we had a platform that people could post jobs on. Um, And for the first year of of the West, it was free for everybody to use. So employers could go post their jobs for free, job seekers, um, they can, and will always be able to use the site for free. But we did that because we needed to build up traffic. And when it comes to ag and Western industries, we have higher expectations than other industries. And I felt in my heart, I didn't want somebody to pay for a job and then not have the right person see it or not have any applications because to me, that's cheating somebody out of something. And I wasn't about to do that. So for the first year we worked for free. Um, and then at the beginning of this year, we turned to a paid site to where employers do have to pay to post their jobs, um, but job seekers can still use the site for free. And how has that kind of transition gone from the free to the paid as far as the advertiser and employers side of things? Really, really well, actually. And it makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, I'm going to give the analogy of if you see somebody giving away puppies for free, you wonder, okay, what's wrong with the dog, right? We all have to think, but if you attach a value to it, like, hey, these dogs are a hundred bucks or 250 bucks, someone's going to, somebody is going to buy those 
puppies and you will get rid of those faster than you get rid of the free dogs just because of the connotation of value, right? So um, naturally I was a little bit worried, like we've been giving this as a free service to people or people going to want to buy it because you can train customers the wrong way in that right. as well. Um, but it's been wonderful for us. And we've had some really exciting growth opportunities. Um, we have a partnership with the National Cutting Horse Association uh, as their official job platform. We also have one with the Miss Rodeo America organization. So um, those two things that came about in this year's, we have been really, really excited about those and have some others on the horizon as well. That's so exciting. And um, I actually, I just saw something with, I talked to, who was it? Carly. And I don't know if she's connected at all, but with the National Cutting Horse Association and she had just yeah. mentioned that. So she was like, yeah, I was like, see, small world. It seems like such a big world, but everyone's connected, especially in agriculture. So I would like to take a moment to share some very exciting news for one of our sponsors. Muddy's is workwear that you can depend on. Not only is the family founded and operated Muddy's business a sponsor of Ag Chicks, but they are farmers creating workwear that withstands the test of the agricultural lifestyle. They offer both men's and women's coveralls with comfort and functionality in mind. Their coveralls are designed with you at the forefront and are built to be the coverall that you choose to wear every day and all day. They are launching their brand new line today, October 4th, and I hope that you are able to jump over to their website and buy something while supplies last. Be sure to check out the notes to, in order to get the link. Also, a very special congratulations to Muddy's on this very exciting accomplishment. It is. It is. That's exciting um, moving forward. And so tell us a little bit more too about the platform. So if maybe there's a, a business listening who might want to use it, um, kind of, can you walk us through the process of setting that up for employers? Yeah, absolutely. So if you're a first time employer, you will, your process is a little bit more than somebody who's used the site before. And that's because you have to set up your company profile. So once you've done that, you'll never have to do it again. It's just a first time user step. And the reason that we have a company profile or the cool thing about this is it is the landing page on our site where people can read about your company. So kind of like a mini website. And then all of the jobs that you post on of the West, when those are active, those are also sitting there. So if somebody sees a job from you and they say, man, this is the company that I want to work for, but I don't think this is the right role for me. Okay. They can easily go click over to your company profile and see all the positions that you're hiring for. The other really cool features about that too is um, creating those is great for SEO. So just for companies in general that want to be found on Google, having more of a footprint out there is a really big deal. And so the fact that you're able to go basically create your own little mini website on of the West for your company, that really jacks up that SEO rating in a good way. And the other cool thing, uh, and again, this was one of the other reasons that I created of the West in the first place was in order to go find jobs, you have to go to every business's website, scroll down to the bottom of the page, see if they have a careers right. page, right? Click that. And then see if they've updated it because how many companies actually go update their careers page? Right. Not many of them. So you can actually, if you're, if you are a business, you can use our company profile as your careers page. So how you do that is you'll go copy the link um, or the URL and then uh, link that to your website. So when somebody goes down and clicks that careers button, it will take them then to your company profile on of the West where all of your jobs 
are already sitting. So you don't have to go automatically update that or change that to reflect what you're hiring for at the time, which is a really cool feature. Yeah. So once you've created that company profile, um, then you can go ahead and post your jobs. Um, it's really, really easy as far as the job posting process. And then it's also really easy to find all of the people who have applied for your jobs um, in your employer dashboard. We wanted to make it really, really simple and efficient for people to use because we know the way the world works. Um, we have to be like, we have to make things easy, right? And especially in agriculture, we have less time than anybody. So making things easy to use, very, very efficient, um, highly organized, that is the game there. And then on the job seeker side of things, we also have the opportunity for job seekers to create profiles as well. Excuse me. And there are two reasons that I suggest doing that. The first is if you have a job seeker profile on of the West, you can upload your resume into our resume database. And then employers can use that resume database to find you. So if there's a job that maybe you didn't see or that you didn't get to apply for, those employers can reach out to you. So it's kind of a two-way street there. Whereas traditionally job seeking is kind of a one-way hunt, if you will. Yeah. The other really cool feature about the um, having a job seeker profile is you can create job alerts. So if you really want to work in a marketing role, um, you can go in to a marketing job and you can create a job alert. Uh, you can get those as often as you'd like. If you want to get job alerts once a week, if you want to get them the same day a new job is posted um, in a marketing field, let's say, if that's what you were setting that alert for, then anytime a new position pops up on the site, you'll get an email for it. So you won't accidentally miss out on an opportunity just because you weren't surfing the web at that time. Right. Well, you guys have just thought of everything. Well, we try. There's a lot (laughs) more up our sleeves, but, um, yeah, for now, those are the, the, I would say the biggest aspects, um, just of, ease of use, making it um, just a a good platform for both job seekers and employers to where they want to use it consistently. um, And it's not as much work on their end. Yeah. Well, and job seeking is not always the most fun thing to do. So if you can go to a place where it's all easy, straightforward um, applications, I'm assuming, well, you kind of described the the resume upload and all that. So you can literally kind of apply them through y'all's platform to the certain list. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, and we do encourage um, on the employer side of things, oftentimes we'll see employers, um, they'll say call to apply or um, they'll apply on a different site, mm-hmm. but we do have an apply now button where you can apply for those. We do encourage employers to have them apply through, apply through our site just because there's a little bit of confusion if they don't. Right. Um, but yeah, super easy, like a one-step process makes the job hunt easy. Nice. And so moving forward, I don't, I'm not going to ask you to spill all the beans, but what are kind of the plans as it grows and kind of there's more traffic and all that? Yeah, absolutely. So right now we are, our biggest goal is just getting more employers and more job seekers to learn about the site. We've only been around for a year. Yeah. So naturally a lot of people don't know that we're out there. Um, So the education aspect is really, really big for us. Word of mouth. I tell you what, if each of you listening went and told one friend about of the West, that would be huge. Right. Um, So I think that that this year in Q3 and Q4, that is our biggest mission is just getting the word out there more that we are there. We, um, we exist and we're here to help the industries. Yes, for sure. 
Well, Jesse, thank you so much. And kind of my last wrap up to everything we talked about in the beginning and then now everything with your business as well. As a woman in agriculture and an entrepreneur, what is maybe some advice you would give someone if they were thinking about starting something or younger generation, you know, looking at their future? What's something that maybe you'd share with them? This is a good question. <laughs> okay, so I did, I was on a podcast earlier this week. I gave them some advice. I'm not going to give that advice here, right? Okay. I want this unique. I'm going to say, don't say no to a good opportunity because you don't think it aligns with your path. And the reason that I say that is um, we can miss a lot of what's out there because we're so dead set on this is what I want to do in five years, or this is the path I think I need to be on. When in reality, say, if we say yes to an opportunity that could take us places we would have never dreamed of. Right. So don't get so caught up in the, I want to accomplish this in X amount of years. And I'm only going to say yes to the things that are going to get me there because you could be saying no to a really, really big opportunity. And I say that it, with the caveat of it's so important to keep your eye on the prize. Right. But at the same time, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Western runway magazine. Um, I and a couple other girls owned that and we actually recently sold it. However, uh, I never in my wildest dreams would have thought that I would own a Western fashion magazine, but I can tell you what, had I said no to that opportunity, I wouldn't be here today because that uh, Western runway was able to, to put so many things into place for me and to allow me to meet so many people and give me so many opportunities that then set me up to create of the West, right? So um, just because you don't necessarily see it doesn't mean that it shouldn't happen for you. And I just encourage everybody to say yes to the opportunities that are out there because you never know where it's going to take you. And it could be even better than you, what you have planned on your, on the path that you think you need to be on. Yes, I could not agree more and could not have said it better myself. Uh, you never know where, you know, a door may lead or a path may lead and who could be along the path as you take it either. So um, I think that's incredible advice. And Jesse, if anyone is listening and wanting to connect with you either personally or um, potentially for of the West, what are some good ways for them to do that? Yeah, absolutely. So if you want to go check out of the West, it is uh, app dot of the West dot co. Uh, that's our web address. You can also find us on Instagram at um, of the West dot co not.com, unfortunately.co on everything. Uh, and then me personally, you can find me at Mrs. J Jarv. So M-R-S-J-J-A-R-V. That's on both Instagram and Facebook. And then I also do have a website as well. And that is jessiejarvis.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for spending time with me today. And I can't wait to see um, everything grow and continue to, to go up for you. Well, thank you, Allie. I appreciate you um, for inviting me to be on this podcast. I really, really appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ag Chicks. Don't forget to follow along on social media at Ag Chicks on Instagram and Facebook, and that every episode has a visual version on YouTube on the Ag Chicks channel.